Hello, and welcome to Spreadsheets for Motherhood, a podcast for current and expectant parents looking to create joy amidst the chaos of parenthood. I am your host, Monica Joy Kroll. I'm here to share strategies and the occasional spreadsheet to help you streamline the expected and unexpected so you can fully engage with your purpose as a parent, professional, and most importantly, as your own person. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one. I'm so glad you're here. This is your host, Monica Joy Kroll, and thank you for listening to the Spreadsheets for Motherhood podcast. You're probably here because you're an emerging or somewhat seasoned working mom or parent and looking forward to some productivity with purpose. So I'm going to kick off this podcast with an episode specifically about the book that I'm reading right now called Do Less, A Revolutionary Approach to Time and Energy Management for Ambitious Women. This can be applied to men as well if you're listening, so please don't run away. This is by Kate Northrup, and this book has been a real game changer for me. So I want to share with everybody a little bit about what I'm reading in this book, how I'm going to apply it to creating this podcast, and then dive into how you might apply some of her strategies towards some of your goals as a parent or just as any kind of project that you're working on. So in Do Less, what Kate Northrup is striving to help us do is how we can capitalize on some of our existing energy, which can really vary from time to time. And what do I mean by this? So let's take the example of a day. In the morning when I wake up, I am at my peak energy. That's where my willpower is the best. That's where I can really get things done. I'm very good at planning, creating, etc. at that point. And then as I go about my day, it really ebbs and flows in terms of what I'm really good at tackling. And then by the end of the evening, I'm literally just waiting for my kids to go to bed so I can go to bed. So I do go to bed pretty early. Now, I know for some of you, that's not how your energy works within a given 24-hour period. You may have your peakest energy, your peakest, whatever, your peak energy in the evening and may not be a morning person at all. So just honor that. Think about what your what your cycle of energy is, how certain tasks or activities lend themselves better at certain times of the day. So now that you're familiar with that, let's think about something even larger than that, like a year. You're probably familiar if you live in an area with seasons like I do in Michigan, that there are definitive changes in the seasons of fall, winter, spring, and summer. And in that time period, In that time period, not only are there changes to the weather, but also often for me, changes to energy, changes to traditions that I want to carry forward, as well as just types of activities that I want to do. So for example, in the summer, I definitely want to go out more, be more present with with people, do some gardening. And in the wintertime, I really just want to sit home and do some crafts. That's that's just really me in a nutshell. I had a really hard time with that when I lived in Austin, Texas, because the wintertime for me, always growing up in New York, always symbolized as a time to turn inward and stay inside. And in Austin, Texas, that's actually not the case at all. That's the time to go out and do things because the weather's really nice there. Whereas the summer in Austin, Texas is really equivalent to the winter. So it was really hard for me to adjust adjust to that. But I wanted to just give you those two cycles that you're most familiar with. How your energy changes within a given day and how your energy changes within a given year. 
So what Kate Northrup is doing in Do Less is she's taking it one step further and having us think a little bit about the cycle between that, specifically the cycle of how your energy fluctuates and changes throughout the course of a month. And that there's four definitive phases in that kind of monthly cycle that you're going to experience. Those cycles are emergence, visibility, culmination, and something she calls the fertile void. So as you hear the word fertile void, you're thinking, is this the monthly cycle that we're talking about, like my menstrual cycle, if that applies to you? She does spend quite a bit of time talking about how a lot of these states and phases do correspond with specifically the menstrual cycle. But her argument in here is that it's pretty much can apply to anyone, even if you're not cycling. You may have those same patterns uh, just according to potentially the lunar cycle or just the ebb and flow that you have uh, from, you know, from an energy perspective. So let me walk you through each one of those four phases, emergence, visibility, culmination, and fertile void. So emergence, this isn't necessarily the first stage. It's the, the stage I'm starting with because it's a cycle. So it's really, uh, you can start from anywhere. Emergence is the time frame that you have the probably the most mental clarity for getting things started, creating some new ideas. It's really a, a place where you're interested in planning in able to just kind of think clearly through through a plan that you want to execute. So this is a great time to do some goal setting, to think about those things. It also does, if you're following along with this in your cycle, equates to what is considered your follicular period and uh, sorry, your follicular phase, and it's following just immediately after your period. And so that's the emergence phase. Following that into the emergence phase, we will dive dive deeper into specifically these phases and how they apply with specific action next. The visibility phase is usually equates to your ovulation stage, and that's really where you're going to have the most energy and motivation to really put yourself out there to create connections and to connect and collaborate with others because you really have that kind of lust for life and that ability to reach out. So if you're an introvert like me, sometimes this is the point where you're very okay with being around people and with communicating. You're at your highest peak there. Then the next phase, which is uh, if you're following along with a menstrual cycle, is, is a very hard phase for a lot of women, which is the luteal phase. That's the phase between ovulation and menstruation where usually there's a lot of hormonal shifts. Usually that's where I struggle the most with certain types of PMS and agitation. And that phase equates with what her phase is called the culmination phase. That is a time not to necessarily create new ideas like you did in the emergence phase. It's not necessarily a time period where you really wanna be around people and communicate. It's really a time period for completing tasks and getting things done. And then the fourth phase that we're gonna dive deeper into is what she calls the void or the fertile void. So if you guessed it, if you're following along with a menstrual cycle, that equates with usually when you have your period for five to seven days. And that phase is all about rest and relaxation and reflection. So how am I using these? And then that will give you a concrete example of how those different phases correspond to what I'm doing with this podcast. So I'm very mindful of how my current monthly cycle really does connect to these four phases. I think that she's really onto something. 
And so I wanted to start this podcast with a little bit of an experiment. I've been planning and thinking about doing this podcast for some time, but I've had a really hard time figuring out when to do certain things based off of where things were energy-wise. So I thought, what if I applied this four phases to the different tasks that are that are related to executing on this podcast? So where I am right now, I am actually in the stage between emergence and visibility, where I'm coming off of uh, a creative planning phase, as well as a time where I really feel like communicating and sharing and connecting with you. So this is a great time for me to record these podcasts, just because that's where my energy is here. In about a week from now, I'm not going to have any motivation to record this, and I'm probably not going to even be nearly as articulate as I'm able to be in this kind of nonstop fluent way. So again, that's where I am today. I'm in this sort of stage of emergence to visibility, which corresponds to ovulation. So TMI, you know I'm ovulating. Now after that, the next time is like during this time period while I'm recording, the last thing I want to do is all the tedious stuff like editing this podcast, which I have to learn a bunch of things about editing now too. So that is a phase that's very equipped for the culmination phase, which is right next to this. This corresponds with the luteal phase. And that usually is a phase for me, as she talks about in her book, that's really about me wanting to complete things, crossing my T's, dotting my I's, just really not necessarily immersing myself with with creative new ideas, but more about just completing some certain things. So during the completion phase or the culmination phase, I am going to focus on editing this podcast. And then lastly, I would have already in the emergence phase, which came before the visibility phase, I would have actually already had planned out certain things so I can pretty much in the fertile void area, just rest, relax, reflect. I'm not going to do really anything for this podcast. I'm just going to maybe release an episode that I'd already planned and edited. And then with that, I might be able to even somewhat reflect about how well this month went and then is there certain topics that I might be interested in researching. So I might mull and research a little bit in this time frame, but not do any real active planning or or creativity here. And then after that, so usually the five to seven days after the menstrual cycle, if you're corresponding to that fertile void area, is the emergence phase. That's where I was about a week ago in this cycle. And that's where I realized, wow, what if I did my planning and all of the tasks for this podcast around this cycle? And so I was really into thinking clearly about how I could use the emergence time or that planning period to really focus on setting up a calendar, creating some content ideas, drafting some content ideas, and then moving that into the visibility stage to record. So you can kind of see that cycle of emergence to visibility to culmination to fertile void. And that's how I'm going to use my cycle. That way, I don't have to beat myself up about doing certain tasks at times that I'm really not up for it. There's nothing more depressing than having no energy during your period and when you just want to sit there and eat some nachos and binge watch Netflix and feeling in my head that I'm beating myself up because I'm not doing enough. Instead, I'm going to start allowing myself to be a little bit lazier or more relaxed during those phases and having faith that I'm definitely going to be able to have a place and a time and an energy for completing that. 
So how can you use this? So one of the things that I really am excited to talk about in this podcast is all things related to intentionally researching, planning, and implementing in a very practical way different strategies for productivity and success. And so let's just take an example of many, many people are always interested in meal planning. So I was thinking about meal planning. When you're in your emergence phase, again, if you're following this with your menstrual cycle, it's right after your period. This is a time period where you're probably a little less emotional, so you're not going to plan meals around emotional eating or cravings as much. You're able to think very linearly about what your month looks like, what activities you have planned, you know, what's on the calendar for the family, and also what the rest of the month will look like with your energy. When do you think that you're going to be in that fertile void and be a complete bum and not want to cook? When do you think that you're going to be really good at doing a lot of meal prepping and maybe some freezer meals if that's part of your meal plan? And when do you think you have the time period where you'd like to maybe plan a meal where you are more social, maybe with your friends or having family over? So this emergence phase is a great time to lay that out on the table, look at that, get out your meal plan, get out your grocery plan, and plan out what you think your meals will be for that entire month. So those are all the things to consider in that emergence phase. But then the next step is really where you're getting into visibility. So this is a great time in that planning, as I kind of mentioned, that you might naturally plan to have some people over, maybe your in-laws or some family over for dinner. That's a great time for you to cook and plan and eat with with others. You may want to have some specific date or dinner plans during that time, time period with your Uh, with your spouse or partner. And then lastly, with that, you can probably use some of that energy that you have, the extra energy, to do some strategic meal prepping and planning, where you might start some of that, go to the grocery store, get get those meals underway, maybe experiment with a few things. And then as you go into that luteal phase or that culmination phase, the first few days of that, well, you still have some of that energy, but you are just very interested in completing and focusing on a task, that's a great time for you to potentially assemble freezer meals. So that's something that I'm definitely going to try. And then the last phase, if you are thinking about the fertile void, that time for rest and relaxation, that would be a week in your meal planning where you would do less cooking. Maybe I would just grill some chicken breasts and have like a a chopped bag salad for dinner or use some of those freezer meals up, but really just ensure that that week I know that my cooking, I'm going to have very low expectations about that. I'm not going to try some new fabulous dinner that I've never made before, where I'm also going to get upset if my picky kids complain because they want chicken nuggets. That's the week where I'm going to just free for all, give them the chicken nuggets. So again, the four phases that Kate Northrup talks about in Do Less are emergence, visibility, culmination, and fertile void. And I, I really encourage you to check out her book. It's super great. I'm excited to share with you my journey, journey of how I'm, my journey of how I am implementing some of her strategies from this book into my productivity and living a more purposeful life. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to go ahead and leave me a message, let me know if you liked it, if you'd like to see more of this content and stay tuned. The next few episodes are going to be focused on 
really just preparing to be a new parent from finding childcare to setting up your postpartum environment. And then we'll we'll move forward back to, to more things like this if this is what you're interested in. Thanks very much, everyone. Have a great day. This concludes our episode of Spreadsheets for Motherhood. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and it helped you on your journey as a parent. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. You can connect with me on Instagram at Monica Joy Kroll or through my website, monicajoycroll.com. The podcast music is Strategy by Scott Holmes Music. Make it a great day, everyone.